0: What up, fam? Welcome to the Pop Culture Collective. I am your host again, Mr. John Grill, and I'm joined what this week. What happened to Bones? Who's Bones? Who? Where's Bones? Bones. Who the hell is Bones? I don't know anyone named Bones, dude. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure uh, Bo- I'm pretty sure I'll find time to record his wrestling show. Oh, yeah, yeah you know his other show. His As wrestling. you have
0: heard, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the great Mr. Dan Haas. Hey, 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 hey. And uh, the pop culture collective is quickly turning into the Dan and John show, which is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's alright. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm alright like with it. Like we've
1: never talked before. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> we're going on
0: twenty something years at this point, my friend. Talking. <laughs> you know what I realized the other day? I was talking to a teacher friend at work. I am coming up on my twentieth anniversary of high school.
1: Yeah, it's gets close. Twenty twenty three for me. Twenty
0: two for you. Twenty two for me.
1: Did you go to your ten year re- reunion?
0: We didn't have one.
1: I know we did but i didn't go
0: yeah we 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 didn't have one i feel like with the advent
1: (laughs) of facebook and social media like reunions are pretty useless
0: yeah i mean i get it you know whoever and honestly man like whoever i want to talk to i still talk to we've had this conversation
1: right yeah
0: i talked to you yeah yeah. i talked to chris i talked to our buddy james i talked to to.
1: but none of us are even in your grade (laughs) no one's in in my grade
0: the, uh there's a few people from my grade to talk to in fact um i had one on an episode of getting grilled uh, andrew i talked to um i talked andrew, to who? my buddy andrew isatello
1: oh nice yeah man nice. he's uh
0: he decoded uh he decoded the um the masons for me
1: he's and hear,
0: uh our, our buddy paul lair mr bike bike extraordinaire oh wow, good old paul yeah man i talked to a few people yeah, so hey um I seen paul in I, a couple years I haven't seen Rizzatello
1: in a long long time.
0: He lives in the desert. Yeah, I know he lives out west. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hey, I I got a question for you. Sure. Did you watch the debate? No. Nope, me neither. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) (laughs) we're not going to talk about dumpster fires here, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, it's nothing to talk about. It no, was, there really was, isn't. If there is anything in this world that is completely predictable, it is the 2020 presidential debates. Yeah, yes, and it they is. went exactly as I predicted upon the one or two reports I read.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, you could have. I, this is really politics. This is really politics. But the president's in the hospital.
0: President is in Walter Reed
1: right now. Yeah, just as we went on, it's the the president went into the hospital.
0: He uh, he, ladies and gentlemen, he has COVID.
1: Well, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that he has COVID. No, I mean the man who doesn't believe in mask wearing. You know, Um, I I have my limits. I'm I'm pretty like liberal with mask wearing, especially outdoors. I never wear a mask outside, but when I'm inside, like at a freaking public place, dude, you gotta put the mask on. mm -hmm. That's like the only that's like the only way I really feel you can get it.
0: So uh, I wear it outdoors. Uh, Most of my outdoors, uh, well, I don't ride it when I'm like you know mountain biking or something like that. But most of my outdoors these days is marching band because we still have marching band and uh, trumpets. I have deemed COVID cannons. So, <laughs> I got to have them on around the COVID cannons. Well, you're uh, in school,
1: so don't you have to wear it at school regardless?
0: I wear it at school. Yeah, yeah I
1: think there' not in a rule. Don't you have to wear it at school regardless?
0: Uh, when you're in common areas. When I'm in my room by myself, uh, I don't have to come in on. But if anyone knocks yeah, on my door, yeah. it goes on.
1: Yeah, I don't wear mine when I'm, when I'm doing a virtual lesson on campus mm-hmm. at yep. Lake House. I only wear it when... Um,
0: when you have when kids have in there. Kids,
1: when I have kids in the room.
0: Yeah. The,
1: the adults hate them. Well. Adults like do everything they 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 can to get like six feet away and just just freaking take them off.
0: <laughs> it's rough. It, it's rough. It really yeah. is.
1: I mean, I think around here people are like it's because it's 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 not as it's not really prevalent around here right now. So people want to get some normalcy in while they can, which I don't blame people for
0: that. I don't blame people. I think as schools go back though, unfortunately, we might see some spikes. But yeah, we'll see. That's you know, a like, story for uh for not a this podcast. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like a sidetracked. Like the Trump's fucking sidetracking us.
0: So. Uh, let's talk some wrestling, man. I know there's wrestling. some wrestling shows on here, but um, Class of Champions just passed. It did. I and, thought it was um, good. Yeah, you know what? I was I was very very happy uh, with with the outcome and uh, the show in general. I well, let's go. You, you want? Let's go down the card, man. Yeah, do You want to
1: work frontwards or backwards? What do we do?
0: Oh, uh, we got to go frontwards because the end. The end is, the okay. end is just. Yeah, we'll get
1: to the end. That was some, some yeah. shit. Uh, some crazy shit. So, so I, didn't watch, uh, I didn't watch the dark match. I don't know what happened. I know Cesaro and Nakamura retained against Lucha House Party, but I didn't watch it, so I couldn't tell you anything about it. it
0: I think they're turning Kalista um, heel. Okay. Uh, they're, they're teasing a the heel turn for him. So they're going to um, break
1: up the house party a little bit?
0: I think so. Well, we need a heel luchador since uh, they they took the mask off Phantasma.
1: Well, they got... Um... Still, you still got Andrade and, uh, and Angel Garza. No masks. Do you not consider, or do you not consider them luchadors?
0: No, I mean, they're luchadors. Oh, you not, with I'm the talking, mask. You mean I'm like talking a, a mask like luchador. You mask teal
1: wrestler. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not a bad idea. I mean, Lucha House Party has just kind of been around for like, it seems like three, four years. And it seems like they've just been kind of doing nothing, kind of sitting on the same spot on the lower to mid-lower Which is a part of the card. Which is a shame because yeah, it's, it's it's all right. It's it's not, it's very gimmicky. It um, is, and but, I, the, and I feel like I, I don't, and I'll, I'll let you go in two seconds. I yeah, don't man. like, I don't like the gimmicky. Like, I think we're kind of over the gimmicky Mexican wrestler luchador thing.
0: I mean, no gimmicky would be like, you know, riding down a lawnmower. Remember that shit?
1: Oh, well, that's just, dis- that's just like, it's disrespectful. Yeah. it's yeah, just like, it's like a bad stereotype. Yeah. With, with, with um,
0: this. You know it, why I think it's a shame is because, first and foremost, I am very, very, I am a very big Grand Metallic fan. That dude can work.
1: I think At, they all can d- work yeah. in Lucha House Party. Yep. I think I just think the I think the modern luchador is more in line of what like Phoenix and Pentagon are, and not what mm-hmm. WWE envisioned Lucha House Party being. I guess is the best way to describe it.
0: I mean, they should. Uh, to be honest, I I agree. I mean. It's not – you can't really find it anymore, but, like, watching Lucha Underground, like, it got me so into me- Mexican wrestling. And, um, you know, because it was an offshoot of, of AAA. And, uh, you know, I went and watched so much AAA after, after I discovered uh, Lucha Underground. So good. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, back to the cards. So, first match, Sami Zayn defeats Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. I knew this was going to happen. I knew they were taking the belt off Jeff Hardy, um, and I think they're just going to keep this this thing going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of the things I was reading before Clash of Champions that people I were talking to they were all in the same boat as you. It's, it's Sami Sammy Zayn seems destined to win this match, and I really thought it was a, a great match. I love. I thought there were some. It was nice to see some like you, new uses of the ladder, the ladder. some adaptations in <laughs> the match. Um, yep. I loved how Sammy like used the handcuffs and like one with his intellect. That's the that was Sammy Zayn being shown at Sammy Zayn's best self as a pro wrestler.
0: How about the itty bitty ladder? That's why I really enjoyed that. What's the that? Itty- the itty bitty ladder was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, was it wasn't. <laughs> what am I gonna do with this?
1: <laughs>
0: that that was good. Um Sammy needs a haircut. <laughs> I kinda like crazy
1: rambunctious wild COVID Sammy.
0: <laughs> oh, wild covid sam oh my god all right all right just because that's what you called him i mean covid is, is no joke ladies and gentlemen but i get it i get it i mean he um, has
1: got covid hair dude that's yeah a it's COVID that's hair. What men's hair looked like during covid we
0: all had covid hair
1: well i have covid we, hair 24 7
0: i know you do i know you do <laughs> uh so moving on uh oscar's first match now I we I think we both have a lot to say about this match, and it has nothing to do with Asuka, um, other than Asuka that is amazing. Yeah, I, I love seeing
1: dominant, fucking ass kicking, like undefeated streak era NXT like Asuka again, where she's just fucking taking no prisoners and asserting her fucking obvious dominance over everybody. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really all about this Asuka run right now.
0: I heard something uh, interesting about Asuka. That so. is, her accent is half fake, and apparently she is an amazing English language speaker.
1: I I love
0: the awkward Asuka promos. Man. I love when she I yells in great. Japanese. Yeah, just I love yelling it. And
1: she, I, I think it's I think it's awesome, and I I think she pulls off well, and it's endearing, and I think people just you know it shows that people and no matter what she says people respect what she does in the ring because you know she's i can't think of a time when think of a time when Asuka hasn't been like over since coming to WWE never yeah never. and zelina like i i love zelina's attitude and i love what she's done with her character um i feel like her time she has some timing issues still that that she um needs to work out before she can really be considered. I mean, she's a, in
0: the ring with Oscar, dude.
1: All right, but there's still, but that should make it easier to have your timing. There were definitely some okay. timing issues where, like, you could tell Oscar was waiting for Zelina to finish a move, and she was like, hey, well, yeah, oh, well, there you are. You know, type of type or, or sequence. I saw it, like, once or twice in a match. Um, I think Zelina just needs to wrestle more is what it comes down to. She needs to get more matches, and she needs to... You know, getting some, some feuds that don't involve the title. I don't think she needs, she should be sniffing the title picture yet. She's not at that level yet. But um, I think there's definitely a lot of potential there for her to be you know you know uh, a Latina that WWE can lean on, which they really don't I can't really think of. Do they even have any other Latinas right now on roster?
0: Not on the main On roster? the main roster, on
1: Raw. On Raw, on Raw. No. side. Yeah, worry mm-hmm. about Smackdown, right? I'm, I'm trying to think.
0: Have you watched oh, any How f- about this?
1: How about this? They're not coming to me off the top of my head, so obviously they're not making any noise.
0: True. Have you watched any of her stuff from TNA from about 10 years ago? Yeah, oh,
1: absolutely. When she was Rosita? She that was, Ro- was when I was, when I was first like kind of introduced to her and
0: it was like was her and team, Hernandez and everything.
1: So who was the girl she was with? Sarita? Was Sarita. That yeah. yeah, Sarita. Yeah, they were the tag team. I remember, They think they won the Knockouts tag title. They did.
0: Like they were times. Knockout tag yeah, champions. Well. Um, I mean, she's... Yeah, I
1: know Zelina can go. There's no doubt about it. There's the potential is there. I just think she needs to get in there and wrestle more and, you know you're not going to get to the top level talent and get to face the top level talent consistently until you put the work in I'm not saying Zelina Vega hasn't been wanting to put the work in in the right I'm just saying if they're really thinking about it seems like you know WWE like is really trying to push some new wrestlers right now and get some new blood and see what what the next you know generation you know get the next wave of possible main eventers in you know judging by this card and I think if Zelina wants to get there she just needs to get at it more on you know
0: the wrestling shows on tv mm-hmm. so something totally off subject about zelina vega in in her real life I, I don't know if you knew this uh her father died in the 9-11 attacks uh he was in uh one I of the know towers
1: that. i did know that i remember I reading know. that one somewhere
0: she uh she always participates in a reading of the names and i think that's awesome yeah um not to get not to get dark or anything but you know being from this area that we're in you know for those who don't know we are in the uh, new York metropolitan area. Um. It's uh you know, I, I know people that have been personally affected by it. You know, I don't know Zelita Vega personally, but you know, I, I always, you know, I always feel for people like that. Um actually, Dan, I was with you on September eleventh. But anyways, um moving on. Now this this match I don't actually agree with. Bobby Lashley defeats Apollo Cruz um by submission um with with his uh full Nelson. I, I'm just calling it the master lock, dude. It's a master lock because the way he swings.
1: Uh, it's, it's the hurt lock, son.
0: I, I know it is, but it's he's swinging around like it's goddamn dude, Chris Masters. Don't
1: disrespect the hurt business.
0: All right, fine. I, I love the hurt business. I really like the it, hurt it. business.
1: Hurt business is like why I'm watching Raw right now.
0: Yep. Legit. Yep. <laughs> so apparently the hurt business originally wasn't supposed to be led by um, MVP. Do you know who it was originally supposed to be led by?
1: Yeah, they they brought someone in to do this, and then it didn't it was supposed work to be out. Ron Simmons, right? It was
0: supposed to be Ron Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine the hurt business with Ron Simmons? I like
1: that he's not in it. Okay. Because then it's just oh, they're gonna do another nation of domination. Here's Farouk. Oh, uh, you
0: know, like, never thought a, of that. I
1: mean, I never thought of that. It's it's the all black faction, like the all right, black. All faction, right, all right, all you right. You know. Like it's it's exactly where people's mind go. And I like the fact that they're not the nation of domination reincarnated. Agreed. Agreed. I like that they're just this all business kicking ass, taking names, sort of faction. And I like that they're not like straight out heels either, that they're kinda of tweeters.
0: Well, like they they're this, tweeters because of because feud of retribution. Right, this food cues,
1: but they also have crews, they also have this feud with retribution as Adam Pierce, who apparently is now like the GM of Raw or something. Um, I think he's doing a great job on camera. I, I, I mean, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. I, I think Drew said it best, you know, in that first like, Who put you in charge on Raw two weeks ago? Yep. Like, what did, did you get in charge here? So, interesting. And I wonder if Adam, I always, I kind of wonder if Adam Pierce has something to do with
0: Retribution. Do you think, uh, do you think that Adam Pierce come out of retirement? He doesn't even have to come out of retirement, but he fits
1: the description of someone who would be in Retribution, with where his career was someone who never, you know, obviously never made a big mark in WWE, or you know, am, am I wrong?
0: Yeah, you're right. I, you he know, was he was more of an independent guy. You know, he um, gets on
1: TV all of a sudden. Retribution is signed to a contract. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of things happening at the same time that could lead me to that. But uh, that being said, I liked when the Hurt Business feuds with them, and I liked when the Hurt Business does. You know the Apollo thing. I'm, that the Hurt business has enhanced everybody that they have worked with. I agree. Like Lashley has been enhanced since joining with MVP. As is Shelton Benjamin. As has Cedric Alexander. And then the people they're feuding with. Well, I'm gonna leave Retribution out of this because I'm kind of with Bones. I'm over Retribution. But I it, I was
0: with Retribution until fucking Vince named them.
1: I've just not. I I I was. I lost it a long time. Ago. I lost interest a long time ago. But anyway. But he's off the hurt business also made Apollo Cruz more interesting.
0: yeah, he's also
1: okay. given ricochet some some like actual purpose in, in his feuds. like there's actually there seems like there's some actual animosity now that those guys have towards their opponents, where it always felt like it was kind of like, oh, here are the real athletic wrestlers who don't hate anybody wrestling. Now it's like, okay, I want to kick the shit out of these assholes who keep embarrassing me every week." And honestly, I think the hurt business is going to grow. I don't think they're done it for. I, I feel like there's a lot of people who could also join them. I wouldn't be surprised if Apollo eventually goes there. Um, I see Keith Lee as a possibility for them. I also could see, and I and I don't think the Hurt business has to be all black either. I could see like in a real twist, like someone like a Matt Riddle go into like the Hurt business and switch over to Raw.
0: Yo, you know, Riddle in the Hurt business, right? Would be so like, a like I don't think idea. there's I don't think
1: there's a rule anywhere that. And that says that you no, know, that says they all have to be of the same skin color in the hurt business, and I don't think it would be detrimental. Actually, I think it would be a lot better in the times we're in to see some some factions like that. You know. All so, right.
0: so other other yeah. than Matt Riddle, who else?
1: Um. I wish he was at a, at a different point in his career. I think maybe like a year ago, Drew McIntyre would have been perfect in the hurt business.
0: Mm, nah, know, not for this, me.
1: No, okay, all right, fair enough. Nah, uh,
0: he's
1: he's. Uh, I just feel like he's like an all business type of wrestler. You know.
0: I hear you. And also I, uh,
1: that big that big security guard from Monday Night Raw that does yes. the Raw Underground with Shane. Yes, uh, I forget his name. Uh, he's like a, he's like an ex basketball player. or Yep, something. he
0: should be on and b- whatever they're calling Babbittune be... now.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's oh yeah, Dabo Dab- Dabo something or whatever. Dabo something. Dabo Kane or I don't know. I always yeah. forget what it is. But yeah, those guys they could be like kind of security for the Hurt business and like the other guys are the executives. There's a lot you could do with it, and I think because every single person that's been associated with the Hurt business, whether it's the actual faction or the people going against the faction their, their characters have been enhanced so I think we need to bring more characters in not too many more a couple more two
0: okay I would do you think see, I'd
1: love to see Keith Lee in the Hurt Business Keith I Lee think that'd Matt be great Riddle. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle as like the young guns in the Hurt Business would be awesome because okay you know every you, know, you got you got three longtime veterans Cedric who's kind of younger and then you have the real newbies and Riddle and Lee mm-hmm
0: yeah, I um, I I mean it's almost positive in my head that uh Cruz and Ricochet are actually going to have to team up with the Hurt Business to take on Retribution. Uh, Retribution, um, there's someone in Retribution that should be, and I you know we keep going back to you know who's in it, but uh, I'm excited that Dio Madden is back wrestling. No,
1: yeah, uh, that was good. He's, he looks he's been good. I he, looks, enjoyed, he looks he looks great. Was, yeah,
0: you know it was it was the whole attack by Brock Lesnar. He was like, I want to get back in a ring.
1: Right. And, uh, who, who is it? It's Madden, Dijakovic, um, um, Mia Yim, and Him,
0: Mercedes Martinez and Shane Thorne. Okay, and Mercedes Martinez. Okay. Yeah. So um, are
1: they going to write Mercedes off? Isn't she on NXT? She got written
0: off already. She got written off? Yeah, she got written off. Um, So moving on. Yeah, A definitely. match that I thought was um, second best match of the night was Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza.
1: Yeah, very good match. Weird finish. Very weird finish. Yeah, I think I think uh, Bones was saying or we a text thread today that they were running over so they rushed the finish. Yep, um, yep. And also I think Garza, he said Garza got hurt in the match too.
0: Garza Garza is hurt. I haven't looked up the update on it but uh, apparently he got a pretty bad nasty stinger um, okay. which, is, which would suck because that kid could, I mean, they all could wrestle but Garza's good. Garza's real good. He, I see him moving up and pretty he, far. He's, he's,
1: got, he's got the thing, too.
0: Yeah, he's got it. He's absolutely got it. Um, yeah. And the Street Profits, man, I, I cannot say anything bad about the Street Profits. Oh, they're great. They're great.
1: They're the best thing to happen to the Raw Tag Team scene. And, oh, Lord, this is what, the bar, maybe?
0: Yeah. Montez <laughs> Ford is one of the funniest dudes I've ever seen.
1: Oh, they're, they're great. And, and Dawkins has gotten a lot better in the rain, I feel. I, I agree. He really upped his game in his in-ring game. Well, even and they they both cut great promos. There
0: was that's what that's what I was waiting for. And you know what? I, kudos to whoever said their promos could just be them commenting on whatever show is going on at that point in time, because that works for them.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like the pop culture tag team.
0: Yep, yep, Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I guess we should WWE. have him on the show. The pop culture tag team should be on the pop culture. Collective. Oh
1: yeah. We should, we should, I tell we. I could be our pitch to invite him. I was like, we've deemed you the pop culture tag team. Would you like to come chat with us? I don't know,
0: man. Social media, social media and WWE is not, is not good right now. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Right. Um, moving on Oscar's second match of the night versus Bailey. Uh,
1: this was my least favorite moment of the night.
0: It was the absolute least. They, you know what WWE always finds a way to ruin Bailey. Always, Bailey is always ruined by something, and the girl can work. She this is her dream in life, and they just cannot get it right for her.
1: Yeah, it, it's like it's, first, yeah, she, I, 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 she's a great worker. The character I like the heel character a lot more. I like what she's done now a lot more than anything she's ever done character wise in the past. I'll get that much going. What really bugged me about this match is you get this huge thing where Oscar comes out. And it's like, oh hell yeah, champion versus champion match. At least, or no, I'm sorry, actually, just SmackDown title match. I don't yeah, think SmackDown the title is yeah. on the line. Yeah, like at least have Bailey end the match with a pinfall. I don't even care if it's like a dirty pinfall or if it's something like underhanded. She's a heel. Heels do underhanded things. I'm okay with that. Someone but was like, scared I don't in the like back. A, what do
0: you mean someone was scared in the back. That's why there was a DQ. Keep them both looking strong. Can't well, they can't but hit I, each other?
1: Yeah, but if they yes, they, yes they can. If she if she wins underhanded, then one of them can win. You could you could justify the loss, something, I and you could justify Bailey being us because she's been champion for like like a year and a half. Like I know, over a year now. I know. Like get the fuck out of here. That was an awful and and you still and then and then and then you could still have Sasha come out and they could do the Bailey Sasha thing. Mm-hmm. That, could, that might main event Survivor Series, dude.
0: Oh, I have a feeling. It, that It's going to be... I think it's going to be a double main event, but it's going to be one of them. Sasha Bailey, again.
1: And I think the other main event is going to be a rematch of what we just talked about here, of Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, because I mm-hmm. don't think that feud's over.
0: No, no, no. They're going to be doing this into the new year, I think.
1: Yeah, here's... I have a, I have a fantasy booking for this that I think would be really cool. Let's hear it. I think they their next match is a survivor series and it can't just be like handed to randy randy has to like win a number one contenders like gauntlet match or something like that you know because it just shows them that the drive he has to beat drew and have the title even though he's lost to drew twice now mm-hmm. you know so you get randy he, he does he wins some sort of gauntlet match comes as the number one contender they face off at survivor series and you have randy beat drew at survivor series and then Randy holds the title to Mania. You have Drew win back-to-back Rumbles, and then and then get his title back at Randy, and that's when you finally blow off the feud at Mania. Cause these two should keep on fighting. Their matches are fucking awesome, dude. I, 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 their feuds awesome. That's the they're the other reason I've been watching Raw is those that those two feuding and the Hurt Business. I really enjoy the way they've been working with each other. I enjoy Drew as a champion. Me too. Yeah. So, and this is a really, this is a pretty cool match. Um, I don't know how much I like having, like, Big Show and HBK and Christian involved, but I guess it's a way to keep Orton in it, because he can pull, you know, the yep. it was four-on-one type yep. of thing, and, you know, and, and, and it was done for, like, you know, Orton only didn't make a close, he only had one real close call to ending Drew, and I like the suspense they put into it. Like, Drew does the suspenseful thing well, like, the superhero thing well. Waiting till the last second to get the arm out, and and he really makes it dramatic, man. His timing's great. His timing's fucking awesome, dude.
0: I want to go back to uh, the legends and well, future legends. In well, Christian's still a, he's Christian's a legend. Christian's a legend. Um, they always have to do the whole retribution for the people that you know are disrespected by the by the current superstar. They've always done it with Orton. They did. Do you remember when Heath Slater would come out and he would get beat by Legends? Uh, oh yeah. Every once in a while. Mm hmm. It, it, it's it's cheap pop. Cheap. Pop. Yeah, it was a way to get
1: Shawn Michaels on TV and, and the Big Show and get some big names on 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 the card. I understand yep. that end of it, you know. And you know, I mean, the only I didn't, I the only one I really didn't like was the Big Show, and just because of the timing. I thought it was way too early, early to to be sending you know Randy Orton through a table on a choke slam. Yeah. Like also he should have never
0: gotten bad. rid of the beard, but whatever.
1: That's a whole other thing. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> but I thought uh, Christian's timing was good. I thought HBK's spot was the best though.
0: Yo, HBK's superkick super out of kick was
1: yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah, I, I, that was the best of all the legend spots. You know, and I, you know, and that's good that you know it's it's a way to keep Orton in it and in the storyline, but he still has to earn, I think, the title shot Survivor Series. thing make the switch then, he carries it to Mania, drops it to Drew, and then Drew has a new challenge for the new year. And he's a two-time champion now. Yeah. Right?
0: right? Two or three?
1: Two or three? Two? Two. 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 Yeah.
0: Two. Maybe three. I don't know. So, that leads us to the main event. Now, before we go into this, I think that this match was great. So, <laughs> but anyways, for those of you that don't know, we're talking about Roman Reigns, and Jay who Uso. is the the Heyman guy, Roman Reigns version. Yeah, so we
1: talk about that. So I haven't really watched SmackDown. I've learned that Fridays and me watching wrestling don't like they games. don't work. I mean, right we're musicians. now, it, right now it's Friday and we're podcasting instead of watching SmackDown. I guess I could have SmackDown on like in the background on mute, but I yeah. don't. You know. um, so I don't watch a lot of SmackDown. I didn't even know that. I knew Reigns came back. I knew that he started doing heel things
0: mm-hmm.
1: and was projecting himself more as a heel. And I knew he was a. I didn't. I didn't know he was a Haman guy. I missed that.
0: <laughs> Somehow Dude, missed
1: that big bit of information.
0: I have not popped for Roman Reigns in a very long time. When, so did you? Did you watch it when when it showed up? So, like, he was talking to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is back. And then the camera pans down. And there he is just sitting on the couch. And 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 Heyman says, when, this is, like, after SummerSlam. Right. And Heyman goes, and you can believe that. And it's like, oh, we're finally doing this. We're doing yeah. this.
1: All right. So, you think you're finally doing, like, heel Roman, finally. Yep. So, um, so you, you saw it. I was kind of you know, tweeting. and I was texting you guys in our tweeting. I don't tweet I was texting you guys in our PCC thread. Yep. And I was saying, Oh, it's my first time watching Roman since he's been, you know, back as like, you know, I, I really get this like kind of, t- he, this tweeter vibe from him. And by the end of the match, I was like, Oh no, this is full on heel. Like this is full on heel. I have a lot of observations. One, I just think this is so much more interesting for Roman. Yep. I just love the attitude. I love the approach. I love the, the arrogance. Um, He's a great heel. Chief Chief is such a better nickname than Big Dog.
0: Yep. Yeah. He has always been a good heel. He's not a. He's not a babyface or face. It doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah. It's the same with Rollins. Yep. Yeah. All those. All three of those Shield dudes. Like they're just not babyfaces. Yep. In any way. Anytime you've ever tried to force those three to be super babyface, it's always awkward. Whether, and, and, you know, WWE tried to do it with all three of them. And it backfired all three times. It backfired so bad on Moxley that he left. Yep. He was like, fuck this, I'm out.
0: And you know what? That actually, that was the best thing that ever happened to Moxley, in my opinion. Moxley, no, I mean, it's been opinion. great
1: for his career. He's, def- he's one of the top three dudes in AEW. Yep.
0: No questions asked. So let's talk about this match. Yes. Um. First of all, I've always been a fan of the of the Usos. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the better tag teams
1: in the past 15 years, I'd say. Always. Yeah.
0: Always. But, um, you know, Jay's had to go it alone because Jimmy Jimmy was hurt. Um, I think it's cool if, if Jimmy, you know, that Jimmy showed up. I... Um, I like how long it went. I mean, it was the second longest match tonight. Actually, believe it or not, the triple threat. Uh,
1: I do believe it because I watched it in two settings, and I was like, "Like, oh wow, I watched his ladder match for a long time twice. Like, his match went a long time." Yeah,
0: it went a long time. Um, so we're at twenty-two minutes, and it was a long twenty-two minutes. Like, it was a slow-paced match, even with both of them who could do some pretty fast spots. Um, it was slow-paced. Um, I love the methodical heel, you know Roman Reigns, um, and Jay Man, Jay's Jay's reactions, Jay sorry Jay's selling. Let me use the real terms. Were fantastic. Yeah, I agree, man.
1: Um, I think this match had to be long for it to work because it had, I think you could have went longer. I think you, I think you needed to feel uncomfortable as a viewer because and the, the longer family thing? it went. The more uncomfortable you felt, because at first, like, okay, they're cousins fighting, cousins fight, but now it's just like, as it goes along, this is really personal for Roman. Mm-hmm. Like, Roman is like, I have to prove that I am you know, the chief, that I am. How
0: dare the, someone in my family step up to me?
1: Yeah, who the fuck do you think you are? Who do you think could, you are? Like some real fucking like, like I don't, I don't know if this is. I can't call it real Samoan shit because I don't know what real Samoan shit is. But it seems like they're kind. They're bringing the family into and the Samoan end really into it, and like I said, Roman is the leader of the family right now, and I just really love how personal he takes it, how much pride he takes it, and the twisted way he shows it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then Jimmy caring so much about Jay and just the whole and Jay never giving up. It was awesome, and it had to be long to be uncomfortable. I agree. And you had to sit there and watch that, and really like. Let that freaking dig into you, and, and I, I like that. I was uncomfortable. It creates real drama. I thought Jay had a great showing for himself once again. I like seeing new talent being pushed to the main event on all the brands right now. Finally, including NXT with Kyle O'Reilly and yeah. in, in the title match next week. So it's really nice to be seeing all that. Though I don't like face undisputed. I don't anymore. like face undisputed ever. I'll either. get to that. We can get to, we can talk about that afterwards if you want. But yeah, um, it was good to see Jay get this shot. Um, I, I, I it would be really cool. Jay just got freaking walloped and embarrassed, and storyline embarrassed. Take some time away, get to the gym, train a little bit. You know, be throwing a little bit more muscle, right? Right. Grow mm-hmm. the hair back out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Come back. Uso brothers image is gone, done. Nothing left from the Usos. You come out maybe you show back up if you show up with the hurt business maybe you show up in a nice suit you know maybe you show up doing something like that and then you come back after roman better shape working harder fighting harder training harder being more passionate putting more into it like that's a story you could kind of get behind and then maybe you take down roman reigns
0: does Rikisha get involved
1: Maybe like with Survivor Series coming up, maybe they have like a Survivor Series. It'd be cool to see like a Samoan versus Samoan Survivor Series match. I don't match. think Do you have he would. Uh... Samoans left for that.
0: I don't. Yeah, there are, but I don't yeah. think he can wrestle.
1: Oh, Rikishi can't wrestle. Oh, okay. I don't know,
0: but I don't. I don't think so. Um,
1: maybe you'll see a triple threat match at some point with the three of them. That would be interesting. That'd be
0: cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I, you know, I think it'd be cool to get Rikishi involved somehow. Maybe as a manager. Um, would be interesting. Imagine Rikishi turning on the boys,
1: and, and oh no, he's got he's got Haman. Crap, they can't do that. Shit,
0: Damn that's it. what I'm saying. though. I I, no. I think it'd be really cool.
1: Yeah, no, get Rikishi in to manage the Usos. You mean,
0: or mm-hmm. Jey
1: Uso? I was mm-hmm. saying, what if Rikishi turned on Jey Uso? But then I remember, no, he's got Roman's got Haman, so he doesn't need a mouth—not a mouthpiece, but like another figure there.
0: Yep. The yep.
1: second manager is always awkward. <laughs>
0: yeah, you can't really do that. Um, so, Jimmy... Okay, before we get... Well, no, it's not going Jimmy So, Jimmy throws in the towel for his brother. Um, can you remember back to the first time you watched a towel get thrown in a match in WWF? So, I didn't
1: watch this match, but it's the first highlight I can remember of a towel being thrown in, and it was... The Iron Sheik beating Bob Backlund for the WWF Championship. I remember watching that highlight when Bob Backlund came back in the 90s. That was like the storyline. He never tapped out. He wanted to face Bret Hart for the title because he never tapped out and he never, you know, got pinned. Someone threw the talent for him. Yep. At that point, it had been, what, 10 years? Since, since he lost the title, so it was still fresh nah, No, that was
0: 83. Yeah, 93. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, 93. He
1: came back in 93. It was about 10 years. Yep. Maybe 11 years. It was like 94, maybe, when he won the title and then lost to Kevin Nash, like, two days later.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. But, um, like that's
1: that. the first time I can remember seeing a towel thrown
0: in a match. What was the first one for you? So, it was that one, and then there was another one. Was it Owen Hart and Bret Hart? There was, a, there was, I think, a Hart
1: family. Yeah, Owen threw it in on Brett. That's what it was, I yep. think. No, no. Yep. Brett threw on Owen.
0: And that's Brett how their the feud started. Owen, and that's how
1: their feud started. Yeah, I think Brett threw it. That was like what? That was probably right around the same time, I think, as when Backlund came back, actually. Yep. Because their feud started in like late 93, early 94 also. Yep. And then Backlund was probably later down the line. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I guess maybe Brett and Owen came first. I might don't have, know what I That I was I one know, of the best family yeah.
0: feuds in wrestling. That was way. one of the best feuds
1: ever in wrestling, Bret and Owen, dude. Those brother. Brother. Owen was so good at making you really believe that it was personal. Yep. Like when yep. I was 10 years old, I was convinced that Owen Hart hated Bret Hart and he was the biggest piece of shit cuz like how could you hate your brother so much?
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You know, I, he was he was just good at it, dude. Oh, he was, oh, just he was so better than
1: Brett. He was fucking better than Brett. I don't care. What oh, he was saying. the best
0: heart wrestler there was. He
1: was better than fucking Brett. He could cut yep. a promo, unlike the rest of the Hart family. Yeah, no. Uh,
0: Jim Anvil. <laughs> oh, Jim, Jim Anvil
1: can cut a promo. Jim Anvil could cut a promo. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, How about this? Unlike the, any of the other Hart brothers,
0: Blood um, could cut uh, a promo. Yeah, he's the, he's the best of the blood. <laughs> yeah. The bloodline. Without a doubt. So wrestling, um, I do want to get into NXT real quick. We kind of did talk about it. I do not like uh, face. Oh, it's um, awful. I do not like face UE.
1: Oh, it's awful, dude. I was I was watching some at NXT this week, and they did the fucking the inspirational, mm-hmm. vague music montage with Undisputed Era and Kyle O'Reilly, showing him train, showing him mountain biking, and then talking about how Undisputed Era is a team, and we're just gonna keep. Do what we do, cause we're a team, we're a family. I'm just like, oh, dude, fuck this. Just break them the fuck up.
0: Yeah, I don't. don't I don't. It, think don't they make did... me have
1: to sit through this shit. Yeah, to, I didn't to like it to, to get to like Roddy Strong fucking turning on them or something.
0: I wonder if that's what it's going to be.
1: It's going to be Strong or Cole, I think. Okay. I feel like sometimes I feel like Cole is too obvious. That's why I think it's going to be Roddy Strong.
0: I'm. I'm still. I'm still baffled that he is still on the NXT roster. Roddy Strong? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, not Roddy Strong. Uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole.
1: He is because they're not ready to break up Undisputed Era quite yet. And honestly, I feel like he's kind of in like the Johnny Gargano situation where he's best suited for NXT, and I think that's where he's going to stay.
0: Kind of like Finn Balor down there?
1: Yeah, well, that's why Finn went back because he's best suited for NXT. and He went to NXT and is Now the world champion. Who would have thunk?
0: He's so good.
1: He's great. And he makes most sense on that brand. It's smart business. It's taking your assets that you own, um, looking at them, evaluating their strengths, seeing what their strengths are, and putting them in a position to succeed with their strengths. Yep. That's exactly what WWE did with Finn Balor. It's what they're doing with Gargano. It's why he's still down there. It's what they're doing. Well... They're doing it with Undisputed Era, and they're trying to evolve the group. I just, I'm not digging it. Like, it's just, it goes against everything Undisputed. I can understand maybe trying to bring them a little towards the face world, but this is just, this is like corny face stuff, man. Corny face stuff, this doesn't work when you've been Undisputed Era for the past three years.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, man. So that's me? where I'm
1: at with with with, with uh, NXT. It's only I I only got to watch like the first like half hour of NXT this week.
0: I mean, you it, you that's fine. Yeah. Although Shotzi almost died.
1: Oh, I saw that. Oh my goodness! Holy, I I was I kind of like I I actually cringed when I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Now I feel like that. Now on that move was Dakota kind of supposed to give her a little more of a a toss.
0: I didn't watch it back yet. Um, that's I'm not thing. really I, sure.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to, like, comment, because I'm not a pro wrestler, so I don't know the ins and outs of who's responsible for what on what moves, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, but I would think, on a maneuver like Shotzi was doing, your opponent would kind of give you a little lift from underneath and give you a little toss, so you know you make it around. Yeah. And it seems like Dakota didn't do that, but I don't know if that's right either. And, you know, I said, I'm not going to, I think Dakota guy generally is a good worker so I don't want to like run her name through them. much. Dakota
0: guy Dakota Kai's great. Shotzi Blackheart is awesome too. Oh, she's
1: fantastic, yeah. Yeah, and I love the character. And the yes. little fucking car she drives out in.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, that little tank. She's great. Ew, tank I love her bucket. oversized helmet. It reminds me of one of the characters from Guar.
1: <laughs> she does remind me of a Guar character.
0: <laughs> yeah, she totally does. Oh yeah. Um so moving on from wrestling, man, uh You are a huge uh, football fan and not – well, American football, but I'm not talking – I'm talking world football. We're talking about association football. Association football. As they call it. So um, you, years ago, um, made me a fan of this team called Tottenham Hotspur, and they are part of the English Premier League, the Spurs. And um, while I I don't get to watch as much uh, association football as I would like – you have been ranting and raving about this documentary that just came out on Amazon Prime.
1: You're not quite as tad bitly obsessed as I can be with cottenham at times. Yeah,
0: you're quite obsessed. And so is our friend Zach. I mean Zach Ooh,
1: Zach's who got me into it.
0: Yeah, Zach Zach
1: because who's a buddy of mine lives out of Cleveland now and yep. and um, he's got me into it because when well, it was actually it's a lot of stuff recently that's tied back together, they have a, they have a well they have they now have the player again but at the time they had a player named gareth bale mm-hmm. who for those of you who don't watch football he is world-class one of the top you know probably 20 footballers in the world and he was with tottenham until 2013 and then he was and in the 2012 2013 season 2011 2012 it was like around 2012 when i really started getting into it because my buddy was blogging for a, as a tottenham blogger at the time so mm-hmm. i was just reading his blogs and then hearing about this bail guy just how awesome he was and that's what made me start watching tottenham and i just kind of got hooked on the the team immediately you know i didn't feel like a front runner pulling for them because i mean any tottenham supporter knows it is quite frustrating being a tottenham fan as we haven't won a trophy since 2000 and what eight i believe was the last time they won a trophy yeah it's pretty bad anyway hopefully that's gonna end this year you know but uh yeah, you know, so it's, it didn't feel like a front runner, and I felt like, but I also felt like this is a team that like could also win. Like, okay, I'm not like picking some like minnow team like Brentford or, you know, Burnley. With all you know, due respect to their fans and those French and those teams, so I felt like I, my team I was picking actually could win something at some point. And Tottenham is a, they are a big club. I mean, they have a, they do have a rich history. It's just their history hasn't been so rich since the 1990s. Yep. Since the early 90s. That's really a couple uh, League Cup titles since 91, but that's about it. So, I get into the team. I start following heavily in the 2012-13 season. They sell Bale, and now Bale is back. And Bale coming back after a seven-year hiatus in Real Madrid, he comes back, plus this documentary that I just watched. So... There's a documentary series on Amazon Prime. It's called All or Nothing. They've mm-hmm. done Michigan football before. They've done a couple other things. And last season, they followed Tottenham around. And what a season to follow him around. Tottenham fired their manager about a third of the way through the season, Mauricio Pochettino, very popular manager amongst the fans. We all mm-hmm. still love him dearly. Um, and they hired, of all people, Jose Mourinho, who was probably uh, – I'm trying to do a good comparison of Jose to to like um,
0: to Dick like buck
1: or you mean Mike Ditka?
0: That yes, that, that, Mike Ditka. Yes. Yeah,
1: um, he's not <laughs> as much of a hothead as Ditka, but like. <laughs> He's just a very smarky manager. He's always very makes like, smarky comments. He's he he knows he's really good and has no problems telling you that he's one of the greatest managers of all time. He yeah. once called himself the special when he got hired by Chelsea in 2004 at the press conference. He had just won the Champions League with Porto, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "And I, uh, Chelsea, bring me in, and I'm not gonna try to do a Jose impression." And he just goes, "And he's Portuguese." And he says, "And I think I am a special one. I want you to pay me like a special one." And he starts calling him. He calls himself the special one, and the media took off on. him. That's his nickname. So he's been successful everywhere he's gone. He's won. He's won tons of trophies. You know, I think it's, it's unbelievable. Every club he's ever went to, he's won a trophy. Tottenham hasn't to won a trophy in twelve years. Pochettino did everything right except win a trophy. They came in second in the Champions League. They came in second in the League Cup. They came in second in the league twice. It's been frustrating to be a Spurs man these past five years because they're so fucking close. Yep. So this documentary followed him around, and when Jose took over, it was just so cool. It was it was always borderline inspirational to see how much he cares about the game and how he and his uh, his style of coaching because he. It's all about, and you can appreciate this as a teacher of group classes, mm-hmm. like it's all about responsibility to the team and the cause. And if you are not doing your part, you will be benched. Yep. And it was something the team needed because they weren't mean enough. They weren't tough enough. And you see this team get tougher as the season gets on and tougher. And the results get better and they get better. And different guys are worked into the team. And there's, we're starting to realize, like, wow, there's a lot of talent on this team. There's a lot more talent even than I thought we had as a big Spurs supporter. And by the end of the show, I felt like I knew all the players. By the end of the documentary, I was like, I, watch them on the, on, I watched him this weekend in mean, the Chelsea match, and I'm just like, I feel like I know these dudes now. Like, I know Youngman's son now, and I,
0: <laughs> I, love I know it. Harry
1: Kane now. And I know full well I don't know him. I know full fucking well. It's in my goddamn dreams that I know these guys, you know? Yep. But they really did a great job at, like, like making you feel like you were there, and like a part of the team, and just... I want and I was already excited because I knew we had a better roster and then Bale gets brought back and we bring in Regulon from from Madrid and it's just it's so exciting because you saw how close they were last year and how good football they were playing after Jose really and not realize how like how many how much they won after Jose got hired he brought them from 14th to 6th and, and got us into Europa and it was like you know we were all it was times last this season where I was like we need to fire Jose we're not scoring goals and it's not because Jose is doing anything wrong after you watch the documentary it's because the fucking team wasn't listening to him as a whole. And then all of a sudden there was a point during the season where where, where the keeper of Tottenham, Hugo Lloris, and one of their strikers or winners, Sun Young Min, gets it or Young Min Sun, I'm sorry, they get in an altercation on the field because Sun didn't track back defensively to help out on a, on a on a on a ball that went into the Tottenham zone and it was against Oh, fuck Burnley I think or or something I could, I'm just okay. on the blank of what team it was against and luckily nobody scored they missed their shot but like freaking it was maybe it was West Ham I don't know but either either way the um at, at the end of the half, Larice just goes after Son right on the pitch and just gives him hell for not tracking back. And then they almost get in a fight in the locker room. And you're seeing the freaking fight. They're almost getting in the fucking locker room. Like, this is fucking awesome. And meanwhile, Jose is like just sitting there and he's got his arm on side. And he's letting him go. And he goes, I like this. It means you care. And it means you want to win. You hold each other responsible. Your captain's the captain. Larice, is the captain of the team. He's holding you responsible. And I'm just like, Fuck, this is awesome. And the season's really kind of turned around right there. Like they came out, they won that match 2 0. Sun was and Sun had wound up having a, a decent match too, you yep. know. So he scored earlier in the match. It was just fucking great. And now I'm like pumped up for the season. They're winning to start the season. The Everton match sucked, but ever, since then it's been fucking great.
0: Do you think um do you think Bale coming back had something to play with this
1: too? With with Jose in the documentary? Well the documentary definitely helps put more eyes on the club. Okay. Like, the, like Spurs, hopefully will get more fans because of this documentary cool. in America. Cause it's now. that good. And you know, they have, you know, and having Harry Kane, who's a world-class striker helps. They have more money now. Cause they made Europe. they made champions league consistently for like three or four straight seasons. Mm-hmm. They're still in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, the stadium's built. They have all it's the beautiful. The, the NFL money is is ridiculous. They're the it's... only team getting that NFL money.
0: It is one of the most beautiful stadiums. Oh, Bones has been there. I'm so jealous. That I know Bones he's has an asshole, there, dude. I, I'm nuts. sad I missed Whitehall Lane. actually, the
1: game Bones was at, the game Bones was at was um was on the documentary. Oh, and Yeah, man, cool. White White, White Hart Lane was awesome, but it's it's a uh, you know it was, it was like the Fenway. It was like a Fen, think of Fenway Park if you're a baseball. Oh, I know, fan. I know. That's <laughs> was at. but now. The new lanes, just be the new lanes that's going to attract world-class football. Yep. I mean, Gareth Bale, you know, he left. When he left, it was White Hart Lane in a building built in the 1890s, and he came back, and now he's at a freaking venue that's nicer than the Bernabeu. That's right. I said it.
0: How long, wow. Get at me,
1: Real Madrid. Get at, how, me. Get at me, Real fans.
0: How long is he on loan for?
1: Just for the season. Real's paying half the loan, and they sent Reguilon, who was a fucking awesome... Um, was he a writer or a look back? I'm drawing a blank right now. Who'd they get a return or was it fullback. just a straight loan? Just a straight loan, Bale, and Regulon came on permanent purchase to Tottenham. He's a fullback. And yep. then um, and then just Real's paying half the salary. It, 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 here's the thing. we got to remember, like, in, in a game like soccer, um, like Bale and the manager, of Real Madrid, who's Zinedine Zidane, um, mm-hmm. You may remember Zinedine Zidane. Do you remember the 2006 World Cup? against France and Italy. The guy I who do. headbutted the Italian guy. I do. The headbutt.er was Zinedine Zidane. He's one of the. He is an all time great footballer. He's like not a goon or anything. He was just a dude that was pissed off they lost. Yep. You know. And yep. uh, <laughs>
0: I was I watched that game with you.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. It was a it was an it was a, it was a great final. But either way, he's the manager of Real Madrid. He's a Real Madrid legend too. And him and Bale just he just doesn't fit. Like you'll get managers. Who are world class players just don't fit into their styles, and that's yep. just all there is to it. It's how the the game works. And I mean, Spurs fans still love Bale. Bale still loves Spurs. And I think, and I think Tottenham had right of first purchase if Bale ever wanted to leave Real Madrid. Daniel Levy is a shrewd businessman. That's another thing I learned about uh, about the Spurs doc, the Tottenham chairman, mm-hmm. Daniel Levy. Shrewd. He's. he's a, I mean, everybody knew he was shrewd, but to see it in action at times was really. Really cool to see a businessman doing that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I um, I, I need to start watching more. I really do.
1: I don't I, – I rarely miss now. You know, I, I even try to make midweek matches happen as best as I can.
0: Yeah, I hear <laughs> you.
1: So, well, big one on Sunday against United. Uh, yeah. Big, big it's one. it's
0: on in the morning, right? Because it's, yeah, mid- it's night 11:30 there. Yeah, it's 11.30 on Sunday. It'll
1: be on what NBC. channel usually shows them? NBC owns the rights to Premier League in America. Okay. So it'll be either be on NBC Sports, NBC Big Boy, or uh Peacock. Yeah,
0: nice, so you, Peacock's awesome. I
1: I think if you or I think if you get Peacock, you get every Premier League game if you get Peacock. I'm That's fantastic. Peacock. It's only like $5 a
0: month. Well, you've sold me. I'll probably get it. Oh, dude, the
1: documentary is amazing. I I I got done watching the documentary and I was like, I need to watch the next match. And the next match I watched was the Chelsea match from Tuesday, which is fucking awesome. Spurs won on kicks 5-4. Lamella with the late goal. La 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 la, la.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that was that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching? That's not what well, we talked about wrestling. What else have you been watching? Well,
0: uh, my lovely fiance and I started uh, finally started Umbrella Academy. Uh, Umbrella uh, Academy uh, tonight. Uh, first episode was really good. I read the comic. Uh, it's close to the comic, but I heard it kind of steers off a little bit. Um, other than that i really haven't had time to watch much
1: yeah the tottenham doc took me about like four days to get through there's, yeah. there's like nine episodes there's really nothing else out there that i want to watch there's a lot
0: out there for me but i'll I'll, I'll tell you man you know, being a teacher right now is a little rough and uh as it's you know busy. like I, yeah, it's busy that's what it is. it's busy yeah busy um so speaking of school One of the science teachers in my school uh, was talking to me today about zombies. And not just any zombies, zombie tropical storms. (laughs) You're laughing.
1: It's a fucking tropical storm that eats your
0: brains? No, it's a real thing, dude. So, Tropical Storm Paulette. It was a tropical storm that never made it to any coast. Never, never, never made landfill or landfill landfall, right? Um, kind of did its thing out in the uh, out in the Atlantic. Kind of gets pushed off the American coast, and uh, is not a storm anymore by the time it's you know up in the northern part of the Atlantic. The goddamn thing floated as a zombie down again towards Africa, and guess what?
1: Became a tropical storm again. It's a
0: goddamn tropical storm again.
1: You're so mad at this tropical storm.
0: I'm not mad. This is this is what freaks me out, man. This is just it's gonna keep this stuff's gonna keep happening. It's just uh, it's crazy. So you think um, there's
1: a, that? You think this is an environmental problem that we have a new tropical a no, trop, uh, a storm?
0: No, this is this is something that's actually happened before. Okay. Um, last time was 2004 Hurricane Ivan. I did my research. Ooh. Uh, so, and they didn't rename it anything new. It became Paulette again. Uh, It would have been Gamma if, uh, you know, if it, uh, you know, kept going. But I I don't know if it, I don't know if this anything has to do, I don't know if this has anything to do with climate change. But but, I mean, if if you keep a 2020 bingo card, did zombie tropical storms uh, make it to your (laughs) card? It wasn't on mine.
1: Yet another thing (laughs)
0: zombie tropical storms.
1: Um, Question about Ivan. Mm
0: -hmm. Was
1: Ivan more did it do more damage the first or the second time around?
0: That is something I don't know. Um I just I just read that Ivan was the last storm to do this. Um who knows what's gonna happen, Paulette. How crazy would it be if this storm it you know get you know, formed again, turns and and takes another shot, you know, west towards North America. It's like I didn't get you the first time, fuckers. Here I come. Here I come. <laughs> yep, yep. How crazy could that be? You know. So on your bingo cards, if you had zombie storms, <laughs> please mark that. Oh, Dan, talked about got, a lot, man.
1: Yeah, I got nothing left.
0: I think we did a good job. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. good
1: about uh, what we discussed for for the audience.
0: Yeah, we don't. Uh, we don't need bones. Nah. No. Do you miss them? Nah. Oh, I kind of miss him. Nah. He,
1: he, he's not even a drummer. He's a percussionist.
0: Oh, wow. We just got <laughs> fired from the network. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Actually,
1: I can't even make fun of drummers anymore, do you? Because I'm like kind of sort of a drummer now. You
0: kind of are. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are talking to the newest member of the band Candy Cavity, Mr. Dan Haas. Plain not blade. on bass. Not on drums. I mean, no, not I on guitar. <laughs> actually, on drums. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, learning how
1: to play the instrument and like actually like having a purpose to practice for and like you know prepare for. And I'm look, hoping... I even got
0: I even got one of these. Wow, an old school Remo practice pad. <laughs> this... It was given to me for free by Steve, the guitar player. Nice. Yeah, we, um, that's what we give to fourth graders. Okay,
1: well, are they good, the fourth graders? Not really. Oh, wow, that's messed up.
0: No, I'm just kidding. They're they're fourth graders. They're just learning how to play. So, well, listen, I'm happy for you. I, uh, I can't wait to come see you play when things get a little better. Yeah,
1: I can't wait to come down to your house and actually learn about drums. I can't wait to teach you. Like I, mean, awesome. I, 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 my coordination's getting good. My right, my right foot's getting better. I've been focusing a lot of attention on my right foot.
0: Don't just, leave the left foot out. The left foot is just as important.
1: I know, but I, I just give me any one, one foot at a time.
0: <laughs> one foot in front of the other. I it's like
1: okay. I, I, I can at least do this pretty well. So it's like you yeah. Know, but I, I'm getting good at like the sizzles and like you know, like I can play um I can play Material Girl.
0: Candy Cavity psst, Plays Material psst. Girl?
1: No, I just know how to play that song.
0: Okay, I was about to say, it doesn't seem like a song that Candy, Candy Cavity would play. Psst. You know what I heard today? Psst. And I ding, forgot ding. actually happened.
1: Ding,
0: ding. Do you remember the 80s artist Tiffany?
1: Oh, yeah, the the mall, mall pop.
0: Um. So, in Umbrella Academy, in, right at the end, for some reason, uh, one of the characters puts on a record of Tiffany's version of I Think We're Alone Now. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I Think We're, we're alone, alone Now. now. I can't tell if I like that or the original better. Who did the original? Oh, one of those '60s bands. I don't even remember. Um,
1: it was like a, it was like a, it was yeah it was like one of those like 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 the zombies like one of those type bands right? No, the
0: zombies were the, the zombies were way ahead of their time. No, no, I'm just saying
1: like wasn't it like one of those like kind of like spacey like '60s bands?
0: Yep. I guess uh, okay, fun. so it was oh it was Tommy James and the Shondells. That's actually a pretty big group. Uh,
1: that's the Money Money, right? Money Moni! I'm pretty sure it's the original people that did Moni, Moni, dude. Really? Yeah. It wasn't Billy Idol. Who
0: it was! The... Holy crap! Who,
1: who who does the best Moni, Moni? The
0: Shondells was Moni, Moni. But I Think We're yeah. Alone Now came out first.
1: Oh, that I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah. Moni, Moni only hit 193 on the Billboard 200. Really?
1: And that's such an endearing tune.
0: I Think We're Alone Now 74. Sorry. Sorry
1: enduring tune. enduring
0: i got you um so crazy i always like the original i think we're alone now because right at the pre-chorus is the part that goes um something something da 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 do do do, do, do. i just like the get that like the 60s treble guitar tone that's in the middle of that song oh i love it actually it's funny i was about making fun
1: of percussion before though because i actually might be doing some percussion with you pretty soon possibly yes. hopefully yes yeah yes we'll see something. what happens That'll with that fun. uh yeah. the
0: world needs to get uh back to normal a little bit more Enjoy. Did you uh
1: it's funny i'm like imagining this world now we're like wow playing percussion with one group of people playing drums with another group of people i play more drums than i do bass now it's well like shit i guess to... i
0: should i guess i should pick up that bass behind me and start learning I'm, how to play like, it
1: it's like i'm going to the dark side of the force
0: how cool would it be if like we just had a band where we all switched instruments
1: my Wednesday Kid Band does that. Dude, my Wednesday Kid Band at Lake House just played Roundabout.
0: You were telling me.
1: Dude, I forget, I'll have to show you the video. Um, it's a video on YouTube. You just go to YouTube. You'll find them. But, um, dude, I have like an eighth grader that freaking just uh, shreds on keys.
0: Nice. I mean, That's the whole awesome. band
1: shredded. Don't get me wrong. But it was just cool to see like, oh, my dude, this is like rocking some Wakeman soloing over here. He's like, Ladies 14. and gentlemen,
0: for those of you who don't know, Round Them Up by Yes is not the easiest song to play in yeah, the world it yeah, is bro. so for middle schoolers to be playing it you high know schoolers that too. what high
1: school you schoolers know that
0: you know that uh adolescent aged people are you know for them to be playing it's a pretty big deal that means that dan is and he knows this and we all know that dan is a, a great teacher they're just really scared of me. yeah <laughs> my kids are <laughs> hey so on that note uh ladies and gentlemen you could find this and all other shows on the fourth wall pop network uh, our show drops at this point. whenever. It drops on oh, Sunday. Still. Wherever. Yeah. Man, you messed up the Orange Cassidy. Oh,
1: I I didn't know where I didn't know you were going with that. It's Sundays. Where, as soon as you said wherever, I was like, oh fuck, he's trying to be Orange Cassidy,
0: the best wrestler in the United States right now. Um. Yeah, I said it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um. Hey, real quick, AEW. Super excited about Jericho versus Luther. They used to fight each other in a heart dungeon. Like 30 years ago. Oh, yeah? That's going to be exciting. Okay. So you can find us on Instagram, PCC. You can find Mr. Dan at... That's not our
1: That's not our Instagram handle. I know it's not. PC Collective
0: Pod. PC Collective. I know. I'm just... I'm, Pod. I just... I'm, I'm losing it, guys. It is PC Pod.
1: No, not PC Pod. PC Collective. Pod. P-Pod? The P-Pod. I'm actually going to like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to Google that now to make sure it's pod about. racing, dude. speaking so of pod racing. We didn't get to this and getting grow But when I was in California, we went to death Valley at one point.
0: Were you in the Valley
1: where they do like the star Wars, like pod racing shit. Yeah. We have to do, awesome. we have to
0: do part two of that, man.
1: We do. I have it a question. ready to go. And we are PC collective pod. <laughs> yeah. When you want to do part two, we got to coordinate that. With, we uh, got to coordinate uh, that. Did, did part one drop yet? By the way,
0: it's dropping this week
1: when is part one gonna drop this week this week it's gonna drop yeah yeah. oh shameless plug myself, shameless plug for getting grilled selenski ed wilkes on getting grilled talking about the whitney trip in depth we get into things like um hiking shitting on top of mountains shitting in national parks
0: um jumping three, in rivers three and a half percent milk three and a half percent milk guys <laughs> he is not kidding we do spend about 15 minutes talking about three and a half percent milk now, do Fresno? you think it's a real thing? You're going to have to tune in to find out if it's a real thing. And on lot, that note, a lot, weird,
1: a lot of weird shit happens to cows in Fresno.
0: Oh, I don't even want to know about that. You can find Dan on Instagram at DR Haas. You can find me at Getting Grilled Podcast. And on that note, have a good night. Maybe we'll be three of us next week. Maybe. 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 All right, everyone, have a good week. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. So uh don't get, don't get arrested. See you later everyone.